It's, it's good that we're well represented, right? You know, it, it, church is a family. Church is a family. I was, uh, as I was sitting down here watching our worship team, um, there, there was a ton of hope and a ton of faith arising, uh, like in this building, like as they're singing, as they're performing. And I realize, uh, you know, the church, the, the church is a body that needs everybody doing their part. And whether that means that some people are praying right now on the, the, the steps of the mall, uh, whether that means that, you know, we're all collective, collectively here together, the church is a body. And there's harmony when we dwell together in unity. There's harmony. It's a, it, it's, it's a blessing to the Lord. It's like when your children are getting along as a parent. So we're running like really, I, I don't know, I've got way too much to say and not enough time. Um, so I'm gonna, just going to start by saying the Lord just kept putting something in my spirit again and again and again and again. And it was, uh, it didn't make sense to me. Because sometimes things spiritually, you'll get something and, and you don't understand where he's going with it. And so he just kept telling me the same thing. I, I, when I found out I was preaching, it's like, okay, well, what's that mean? And he said to me, I want to raise up a warrior spirit on my church. And this might not make sense to you in a second, but then it will. So the title today is Affirming the Voice. I, I'll keep it brief on why this came about, but I was having a, uh, an interaction with a handful of different people, uh, one of which was a member of my own family, and a member of my family uh, wasn't doing well emotionally and, and spiritually. They were very disturbed, and I didn't really know it until I started to see some things come out of them. And so I went to him, and I just said, hey, how's your heart doing? And I found out that they were in tremendous anxiety, stress. There was like a, uh, like a heaviness on them. And I had three other experiences that were all very much the same. And all these people were kind of in the same spot. And everybody was telling me, boy, 2020, it's been so bad. It's been so hard. It's been so dark. And I'm going through this and that and the other. And then I was dealing with somebody, and when I was, uh, it was in my clinic, and there was a lady, and she had her two children with her, and, and when she was in the clinic, uh, one of her children was wearing a mask, and she was wearing a mask, and one of her children touched their mask. They touched it with their finger, and the mom flipped out. She, like, started going crazy on the kid. Don't touch your mask! you're going to die. And it was like really like super intense. Uh, and so as I was watching all of this, this thing kept coming up in my spirit. And it was Isaiah 26, 3. It says, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast on me. That word steadfast also means fixed. It also means stayed. It means locked in like a laser beam. Uh, when, when my kids were small, if we needed them to do something, what would happen is we would put, I'm going to remove the mic. We would put our hands on their cheeks 
and look straight in their eyes. And the purpose was to make sure that they understood what we were trying to convey to them so that that thing got accomplished, that task got done, whatever it was. And there was this intensity and that word of, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is fixed state. It has that context of parent and kid and like his hands are on your face and he's looking right in your eyes to make sure that you're not missing what it is that he's trying to impart or convey to you. And so it, it dawned on me, what's perfect peace look like? Well, I would say Jesus probably had this down well. There's a storm. It looks like the boat's going down. What's he doing? He's up in front of it. He's sleeping. He's taking a siesta. Was everyone else in the ship freaking out? Yep. What was Jesus doing? He was not moved. He was completely unmoved. He was completely not wavered in any way, shape, or form. And this is how he desires for his children to walk. It should be an unmoved, unwavering, 100%, because he has his hands on your cheeks and he's looking in your eyes and he's saying, I will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed fixed, is focused on me. He's going to do this for you. And I'm not talking about no, knowing a scripture. There's, scripture for the purpose of just trying to memorize it is a waste of time. I'm talking about the concept of experientially being something because of what he says. And if his word's higher, and if he reigns supreme, it means everything he says is above what I think. It's above what I see. It actually will control what I allow myself to see. It'll control how much time I spend looking at a television. Why? Because if the television's telling me something other than this, well, God wins. I'm going to give him the deference. Philippians 4, 6. This is in the NIV. Be anxious about nothing. Anxious about nothing. This is it in a King James Version. It says in the King James Version, Philippians 4, 6. Now, some of you might not use phones or paper, but like I'm going to tell you, you need to write these down. Isaiah 26.3, write it down. Philippians 4.6, write it down. Put it in your phone. I'm going to give you some more. And there's a reason why. God is calling his children. Maybe your heart is totally secure and you're unmoved. But it might be that your friends, it might be that your family, it might be that the people that you work with are in a heavy level of anxiety, a heavy level of fear, and the Lord's calling you to be an agent of change to break that off of them. Zach, that's what you were doing this morning. The Lord's calling you to be an agent. We watched a movie recently called The Agent, or no, what was it? What's the Marvel movie we watched? Anyhow, so my kids like Marvel movies. Oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is what, is what the people are called, right? Well, you're not an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., you're an agent of change. And what happens is when you bring the word of God to people, it will transform their heart. It will transform their mind. And what if all of a sudden God begins to ruminate 
in people's hearts everywhere you go with his word pertaining to this, all of a sudden, anxiety goes away. Fear goes away. In the New King James, it says on that same verse, Philippians 4, 6, it says, be careful for nothing. To be full of care about nothing. What if you were completely full of care about absolutely nothing? That's what it looks like if you're in the front of the boat. That's what it looks like when the wind and the waves are coming. Then you speak to the wind and the waves and you command them to stop. And what happens is everybody else in the boat's all of a sudden like, wow, maybe we shouldn't have been freaking out. Maybe there was a different way to do this. And I'm going to tell you that this, when the Lord told me, I want to raise up a warrior spirit on my church, and I didn't understand why he was walking me through these scriptures. I'm, what I'm giving you today is totally not my, in my mind. This was me praying diligently and saying, Lord, what would you have for me to give to our family and then to give the body of Christ? And so all of a sudden, it's, it's all these scriptures, and I didn't understand how they fit together. If you're careful for nothing, it means that you are not engrossed in concern, worry, or anxiety. Do you know how badly the world right now is engrossed in worry, concern, and anxiety? Pastor Duane frequently quotes the scripture, he who is spiritual restores. What are you? You're a restorer. The word restore has the inclination naturally in it to return something to its original intent, right? To return something to its original intent. What are you trying to do? You're an agent of change that's restoring people to the original intent, which is God wants them to take a nap. God wants them to not be stressed out. God wants them to not be freaking at all because he says, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast, it's fixed on me. You will be anxious about nothing because he cares for you. He guards your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. This is what he does. Take this as a declaration over you. This is Psalm 91, 10 through 11. This is the antidote for fear. No evil shall befall you nor shall any plague come near your home, come near your tent. For I will take my angels and I will have them take charge over you concerning your way so that they will keep you in your way. So do you know how much concern we should have about the COVID-19? He just told me, that no plague will come near my tent and near my house, that his angels will go and take charge over me and they will watch and perform keeping me in my way. Do you know what that does for me? That allows for me to have peace in my heart. It allows for me to be completely unmoved because this is what he says for you. And this is what he says for your family. So if all of a sudden I realize that this person in front of me is, they're 
in heavy, heavy distress emotionally and mentally, I'm going to share with them that the Lord tells me for you in Psalm 91 verses 10 through 11 that no harm shall befall you and no plague, no virus will come near your house nor your tent. He will take and have his angels be in charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Keep you in all your ways. This is John 14, 27. Write this down. Memorize this. Let this just be in the, let it be in your heart. This is what Jesus says to you and to me. He says, I will keep you in perfect peace. Hold on, where's my scripture? On the back wall there? Okay, sorry, different scripture. Peace. No, no, that's good. You can put that one up too. I'm running out of time, so I gotta hurry up. Okay. Peace, I leave with you. This is Jesus telling this to you. My peace, the peace of Jesus is given to you. I don't give as the world gives. That means he's not taking it back. He's giving it to you and he's saying keep it. Does that make sense? He's giving it to you and he's saying keep it. But then he says, let not your heart be troubled. You don't let it be afraid. He's saying, I give you my peace, but then he tells you, I'm partnering with you, and what I want you to do is this. You don't let your heart be troubled. You don't let it be afraid. That means we have a part to play in it. Could I let my heart be troubled? Sure. If I look too much at some of the things that you'd see on media, TV, Facebook, whatever, I think my heart would probably start to get troubled. But you know what? If I am absolutely swimming in, if I'm swimming in, my peace I leave you, my peace I give to you, I don't give as the world gives, uh, do, you, do you know how moved I am? <laughs> I'm completely unmoved. And I don't mean to sound um, not respectful, but I'm so not moved because my God his word is way above a bug. It's way above. It's way above. It's way above. That doesn't mean I don't wash my hands, but it's way above. And so what that means is that my heart is secure. Okay, this is where I'm going. Okay, I'm going to give you a definition. This is, so the name of my message this morning, this is not my message, this is the Lord's message for you, is the name of the message is affirming the voice, okay? And that voice is the voice of the Holy Spirit. That voice is the voice of Jesus. That voice is the voice of God. Here's the definition of affirmation. It's a noun. It's the action or process of affirming something or being affirmed. It's given the thumbs up to it. It's given the fist bump. Yeah, I agree. Affirmation. I agree. It's saying, I'm going to take whatever you told me, and I'm going to be unmoved, completely unmoved, no matter what I see. I'm going to give you another definition of affirmation. Another definition of affirmation is emotional support or encouragement. Here's, here's an example of it if you look in a dictionary. The lack of one or both parents' affirmation leaves some children emotionally crippled. 
I'm going to say that again. The lack of this emotional affirmation by one or both parents can leave a child emotionally crippled. When, a ch when children are emotionally crippled, what do they act like? They act unloved. They act like they don't know whose they belong to. They act like an orphan. If, if we're wounded, if we're emotionally crippled, that's what we act like. God's calling his children into becoming and letting a warrior spirit rule and reign over their hearts and minds, and he can't do it if we're an orphan and if we're emotionally crippled. And I'm telling you, if we will not affirm or agree with his word, we are emotionally crippled. Every scripture I just gave you is a way to become unemotionally un crippled. How do I become unemotionally crippled? I agree with him. I affirm his word. I say, yes, Lord. He's got his hands on my face. And I'm saying, I see it. I get it. Yes, you. You're higher. You're bigger. You're above. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm not looking at this over here. I'm not looking at CNN. I'm not looking at this, that, or the other. I'm so unmoved. I'm not looking at polls. I'm not looking at uh, agencies that are telling me who's going to win and who's going to lose and what things are going to. I'm completely unmoved. I am completely unmoved. And the Lord wants to bring resolute, unmoved behavior to his children. This is Psalm 112, verse 8. This is about you and me. It says, his heart is secure. He will have no fear. I had somebody doing a, a review on my, one of my businesses, uh, our website, and there was this... Uh, you guys know how when you click on a website, there's this like little lock that you see up there on the site? That's a, and again, I know nothing about this stuff, but the person's like, well, that's an SSL certificate, and it basically protects your site from hacking, okay? What does it do? It secures your site. His heart is secure. He will have no fear. This is Psalm 24, 7. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Do you know you're a gate? You're a vessel of the Lord? Lift up your heads, O you gates, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Do you know who you are? You're the, the Lord's strong and mighty in, ba in battle individual. That's who you are. We need to get emboldened that the Lord is strong and mighty in battle and that he is our shield. He's our rampart. He goes before you. He's on the front side of you. He's, on, he's your rear guard. He is everywhere before you. And when we have that thing in our hearts so deep in there, you could bring the biggest, baddest, strongest, whatever against you. The biggest, baddest, strongest, whatever against you. And you're just going to look at it and you're going to smile. And, and your countenance is just going to be like peace. 
and happiness all of the time. And you're just so completely unmoved, unwavered by whatever is happening out there that what happens is that people around you will say, what in the world? Is, are they taking something? Uh, what, what is their deal? And, and no, you're not on a drug. Yeah, you're on a drug. It's called the Holy Spirit. It's called the Holy Spirit illuminating his word to you and showing you how your heart is secure and you're steadfast and you're strong because you choose to meditate on him and you choose to put him first and you let his ways be above the ways of man. Psalm 25, 19. Oh, man. I got too much. <sighs> Psalm 25, 19. Consider my, my enemies, for they are many. Does it feel like you have some enemies right now? Does it feel like there's some pressure on you? Does it feel like there's some opposition against you? Most of the people I know in the body of Christ would say, you won't do this right now because I'm talking about this, but yeah, that's me. That's me. There's some opposition, some pressure against me. And he's saying, I will deliver my people out of their distress. I will deliver my people out of their distress. Don't even sweat it. And don't be moved. It's okay to laugh through it because he's got your back. If I know as a dad how to love and protect my kids, how much better does he know how to care for every one of us? Oh my, it, we don't, we don't, we can't catch a glimpse of how much he loves us, how much he cares for us. We don't, we, we, we don't understand it because we see in part, we see in a human perspective, but the Lord's love for us is so immense it's so immense that he's just like, I got this. Don't even sweat it. I show myself strong on behalf of my kids. It's what I do. This is what he's saying. It's a demonstration of my power on the earth. Do you know how God's power gets seen on the earth? It's through what he does for you, in you, and through you. Do you know that? For you, in you, and through you. That is how his power is demonstrated on planet Earth. And sometimes we just got to agree with it. We got to affirm his voice. We got to say, yeah, Lord, you're speaking. We agree. We agree. We see what you say. We say no to this garbage over here. We're unmoved. We don't even see that. Uh, our faith level is, is so high up here because you're just ruminating your good care and love and shepherding for us that we're just completely unshaken. And this is how we receive. The Lord said to me the other day, he said that the, there are many in the body whose strength level is very low right now. Would you guys agree if you look around and talk to your friends and family and people you know that go to churches other than this one? <laughs> I love this church because it has a victory message with it. I was talking to some people the other day. They're trying to find a church because theirs isn't open. 
And I thought, oh, Lord, bless those people. Give them, give them eyes to see. Give them insight to see what this is and let them open and let them, let them nurture their flock. Let their people be built up. Strength level has been low because joy level has been low. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Do you know that? The joy of the Lord is your strength. And if, and if, he, he, if you wake up in the morning and say, today is the day the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. Do you know how much sorrow sits in your belly? Do you know how much whining sits in you? You all of a sudden, you're like, I'm jazzed for the day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will be glad in it. And all of a sudden, what happens is my strength level starts to get more and more and more and more. I was working out uh, early this morning, and I hadn't for about two, a week and a half or two. And I was, I was, do, I was lifting weights, and I realized I'd gotten weaker in just about 10 days or two weeks of not lifting weights. I'd gotten weaker. And I thought, this is exactly what happens in our spirit. This is exactly what happens in our spirit. If we're not letting our spirit be constantly nourished day in, day out by the word of God and letting him take what he's saying and imparting in us to grow us up into the full maturation of Christ, what happens is that when we face a battle, we're moved. When we face a battle, we have anxiety. We're full of care. These things are happening, and they're ruminating in our minds and our hearts, and we act in ways we even shouldn't to our children, and we yell at our children because they touched a mask. It's like, oh, no, that's like child abuse. That saddens me. Like, you love your child. Don't say that to them. You're teaching them to be fearful. No, no. He says, your heart is secure. You have no fear, period. And when he says that, do you know what the conversation is? Over. Conversation's over. And what I think, what I see, what I read, what I look at on the television is now of completely no consequence. It's of completely no consequence because he said it, it's final. Does that make sense? I'm going to pray in a little bit, but uh, for those of you, do you guys have your communion cups? I want to do communion with you, and then I'm going to, I'll finish here. I won't get where I quite want to go, but, and I, I don't even like to. Do you know what gives you the strength of Jesus? Do you know, do, do we not pass out communion on the way in? Oh, crud. I'm, you know, we're so unscripted today, Zach. We are so off the, we're, we are completely doing things not by the script today. Pastor Dennis did such an awesome job this morning. Our worship team, like, I was in here, like, keep going, keep going, keep going. But hold, hold on, I got something I know is for you, so no, maybe we can't keep going. Um, and so I'm conflicted up here. Um, but what I'm going to share with you is that all this is possible. The steadfastness and the security of your heart is all possible because of the blood of Jesus. We have nothing apart from him. Nothing. So as they're handing you the elements, 
Looks, we're going to wait for the elements. We don't, we're not there yet. The Lord was telling me yesterday, the body of Christ is to administer the balm of Gilead. Do you know what balm does? Balm brings healing. And you as an agent of change or an ambassador of the king or a heir of Christ or a co-laborer with him, your job is to bring healing wherever you go. The balm of Gilead, healing wherever you go. That's your job. And there's a lot of people that are around you right now where even if they might be a believer, right now they don't have the mind of Christ. Right now, peace is not ruminating in their heart. Right now, they're in fear. Right now, they have anxiety, and the Lord wants to break that off of them. And they may not be here this morning. It may be your family member. It may be your mom. It may be that your family members uh, wouldn't even come to your kids' birthday party because they're afraid that they're going to die. And it may be that you need to go to them, and you need to administer the balm the healing of God and be an agent of restoration. And maybe you can take some of these scriptures and you could just go pray with them. You can lay some hands on them and you can just say, no, peace be still. Know that I am God. Know that I am God. If you would take the, the bread with me we do this in honor of him and his broken body that was laid down for us because we'd be train wrecks without him. Train wrecks. He delivered us from a pit of despair. If you would, take it with me. And if you would, take your cup. It's funny when things are unscripted. And if you would, this cup symbolizes the blood of Jesus that was poured out for all men for all time and that restores man to God. It was the only thing, it was so valuable, it was the only thing that could make a way for you and make a way for me. And so we honor him and we look back on the sacrifice he made for us by drinking this together and saying, thank you, Jesus, we're not worthy. We couldn't have done it. You did it and we thank you. And with that, take the cup. If you're here this morning, and you would say, worry, care for this world, anxiety, fear. If any of these things have been maybe working up a little bit in your spirit or in your heart, and you would say, yeah, I think that's me. I think that's me. <laughs> Please, I'm going to pray over you right now. But I want you to take and I want you to meditate and ruminate on these, on these scriptures that I gave you and replace the fear with the word that is incorruptible, with the word that is above every other word 
with the name of Jesus, which is above every other name. And every knee has to bow to this word because every knee will bow to the name of Jesus. And do you know who scripted and got these words on that Bible that you have or digital Bible? It was Jesus. He did it. He did it. It's his words. You know what you're going to hear in heaven forever? Scripture. Scripture. And if you know somebody, if it's your family member or your friend, or maybe it's your place of business and you're, you're dealing with people, I'm going to stay away from this side because it seems to crack. Oh, it's the other speaker. That's what it is. Um, and if you, if you notice, boy, I've got a lot of people around me that are really, their heart is unsettled. Go, go to them and say, hey, how's your heart doing? How are you doing? And then let them talk for a little bit. But then once they're done talking, replace. As an agent of change, replace their thoughts, replace their concern. Replace their worry with their heart is secure. They have no fear. Replace it. You are a vessel of the king. And as a restorer or one who restores things to the original intent, the original tent intent has no fear. <laughs> Did you know that the Lord has zero fear for us? Zero. Do you know that the Lord actually smiles and laughs when wickedness tries to prevail? Do you know he laughs at it? Do you know he's so unmoved? He's, he's so completely unmoved. It's, it, he's laughing. And we need to get there. I need to get there. You need to get there. We need to get to a place where the warrior, the warrior of God just percolates up in your spirit where you just look at something and say, that's not the original intent. I'm going to change it. I'm going to bring change to this because that's not God's plan. That's not his highest. That's not his best. I'm going to change it. And I'm going to do it with my relationships. I'm going to do it with my actions. I'm going to do it with my words. I'm going to take the word of God and I'm going to implant it in wherever I go because it it ruminates or it richly dwells within me. Do you know his word richly indwells within you? Just start talking and it'll come out. Just start talking. It'll come out. It'll come out. Okay, I need to close. If you would, and if you're here, and anything I've said this morning uh, bears witness with your spirit, if you would, just where you're at right now, put your hand on your heart. Put your hand on your heart. And just agree with me that you, you are an agent of change. You are one that restores to the original intent. You are one that agrees with the words of the Most High and you impart and implant the words of the Most High wherever you go. Agree with me that wherever you put your foot, 
things that don't agree with what the word of the Most High says are dispersed. Darkness is dispersed. Fear is dispersed. Anxiety is dispersed. Worry is dispersed. Being full of care is absolutely dispersed. We just release the balm, the healing power of God, the restorative power of Jesus over the church of God, that wherever we go, we are restorers to what he says, restorers to the way he thinks, and restorers to that warrior spirit that started in the beginning. It's what caused the church to expand. It's what caused the church to take over the world. It's what caused the church to take over governments. And another government's about to get taken over by the church again. Another government's about to get taken over by the church again. The Lord says, I'm a restorer. I restore. And you are the agent of change that he is restoring with. You are the agent of change that he is restoring with. And I'm going to encourage you right now, if there's something in your spirit where you're saying, yep, this, I get this, this is for me. I'm going to tell you that the kingdom will not expand. Jasmine, you quoted in a song earlier something about the kingdom expanding. Uh, you guys can start. I'm, I'm going, you, please start. Uh, the kingdom is expanding, and it was at the speed of light. It was in the lyrics of the song before. And I'm telling you that the kingdom of light cannot expand at the level it needs to unless the body of Christ raises up into the warriors that they are called to be. God calls you to be a warrior. He causes you to triumph. He says there's no loss for you. There's only victory for you. Wherever you put your foot is where the serpent's head is smashed. That that any weapon formed against you will not prosper. The Lord is going to destroy it. It's what he says. He's called you to be a victorious people. Yeah, this is a victory song, isn't it? Victory song, victory song. Yeah, he's called you to be a victorious people. And he says, bride of Christ, wake up and take your place of victory. I need you to do this. I'm partnering with you. You are my heirs. You are my ambassadors. You are my co-laborers. You are, you have my heart. I put my heart in your heart. I gave you a new heart. And when I, when I give you a new heart, you don't get to choose what you think. You don't get to choose what you think. You have to be transformed into what I think, into what I say. You got to do it the way I do it. You got to do it the way I do it. And he's saying, bride of Christ, rise up. You might not think you're a warrior, but you are a warrior. He says, you have power. It's in your voice. It's in your tongue. It's in your hands. You have power. You have power. He's causing you to push back the forces of darkness. He's, this isn't going to happen in the sweet by and by. The, 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 this concept of uh, we're out of here and uh, rapture me, Jesus, it's getting bad. It's not cutting it. It's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. The kingdom is not coming with that theology. It is not coming. It is not coming. It's me. It's you. We rise up, the body of Christ rising up to take hold of what he says we're to do. And you've got to take everybody who's around you and you've got to, 
you've got to take the thing that's bur burning in your heart and you got to get it burning in their heart. And when, when everybody gets the body of Christ gets the burning of the Spirit of God in their heart, oh my gosh, we can take over a nation. We can take over a Supreme Court. We can take over education. We can take over finance. We can take over every sphere that exists because when we do this, it makes him happy. It's how he wired you. It's how he designed you to function. If you're not doing this, you won't even be fulfilled. You can't even find your fulfillment apart from this. You can't even find your fulfillment apart from this. Lord, I just bless everybody here. I bless everybody within the sound of my voice. I thank you for a family of God. I thank you that you love your children. I thank you that you're so good to us. Lord, we release today a warrior spirit on the body of Christ that takes it by force and doesn't look back. We release, we release adoption, adoption as heirs of God in who we are, that we function as kings and priests of the Most High, that we will not keep our voice silent, that we will put our hands to work, Lord, and that what we will do is we will be agents of change wherever we go. Zach, you were prophesying earlier, you were saying, it was out of Malachi, that the hearts of the children and the, and, and the parents would be restored. The Lord is doing that in your family. He's breaking that off of your family. Your family is being restored in the name of Jesus. It's being restored. It's part of what he says. You just got to open up your mouth and take the coal that got put in your mouth and the thing that worked inside of your spirit and the thing that's pent up in your bones and the Holy Spirit, and you just let it out. You let it out. And what's going to happen is you're going to see every obstacle that you've had it's going to come under the subjugation of Jesus Christ. It is going to bow its knee to Jesus Christ. Your family member will have deliverance when you go and share with them how they should have no fear. Your family member, you'll be telling them, your heart is still, it's, 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 it's steadfast, steadfast, and you're completely unmoved. And you will see scales break off of their eyes. You will see a spirit of anxiety and depression and heaviness released off of them. They will weep before you. You will hug them and restoration will happen in your relationships with them. The Lord is redeeming our families and our relationships. He's redeeming our country. And there's nothing that is too small for Him. And we say, we affirm and agree. And with that, we say amen. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, mighty warriors, let's...